0: How do you become an exponential thinker? What does it mean to become an exponential thinker, or a really big thinker? We talk a lot about that our life is a reflection of our thinking, and if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a teacher, you're a parent, you're a student, really, this is the millennium of the mind. We get paid to think. It's not our brute strength, it's our brain strength. I'm very honored here to be sitting next to a friend, Naveen Jain, and Naveen, you're a big thinker. I mean, think about, For those of you who don't know Naveen, he's a very successful entrepreneur, philanthropist. He's created a number of businesses, including Moon Moon Express. Moon Express is actually the only company in the world that's been given permission to leave Earth's orbit and land on the moon. And that's just really the beginning. He was given the Einstein Medal. Think about creativity and being a big thinker. I think Einstein's a a pretty (laughs) remarkable, iconic genius. And so I thought, since we're here together, that we would do a quick recording for you on some of the principles and what it takes to be a, a great, big, exponential thinker. So, my friend, what is exponential thinking?
1: Well, first of all, Jim, I'm just so honored to be sitting next to you and talking to the audience, which I just absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And um, to some extent, I'm thinking this is a fanboy moment for me, right? (laughs) Sitting next to the person that I admire and honor here. So
0: we've known each other a long time. I appreciate Um, you.
1: So exponential thinking really is about you know our human brain is designed to think linearly and I think people say what it really mean is that you know what it really means is that you can do a uh, what I would say a straight line extrapolation of where things are going to be so we see where things are and when we want to predict something we essentially do a linear line to that exponentially something that's uh, you know is doubling every year but people just don't understand how that applies to them. Mm. And one of the example I think that really makes sense is that any one of us, if we say, hey, if you take 30 steps, how far would you go? Almost everyone will get plus minus to the right place in 30 steps, how far we can go, right?
0: Exactly, I could look in this room right now and be like, okay. That That
1: corner I I can get to in 30 steps, right. right? And when you say take 30 exponential steps, that means one step, two steps, four steps, eight steps, where would you be in 30 steps? And most people say, yeah, maybe another mile or two miles or three miles, right? What people don't know is, you'll be 13 times around the Earth. 13
0: times times around around the Earth,
1: earth, right? Wow. And that's exponential thinking, that's why, because human mind never had to deal with it, right, we were living in local and linear situations. In the world of exponential technologies, we're always surprised. We see these technologies coming and everyone says, oh my God, it came from nowhere. Hmm. What people don't realize is it's been happening every year. In the early days of technology, people don't understand it's doubling every year, right? So today, everybody is so fascinated by 3D printing. Hmm. What most people don't realize is 3D printing is so old that the patents have expired on it. Really? It's 30 year old, Wow! <laughs> right? And suddenly people thinking somehow somebody invented 3D printing <laughs> right now, right? you talk about genetic sequencing and you start to talk about artificial intelligence and people say, you know, AI somehow is going to eat the world because AI is going to become so powerful. What will happen to the human beings? Right? And people say today, he said, Siri can barely understand what we are saying. How can this thing somehow be so intelligent that's going to take over the world? Because people don't realize that, you know, when the Siri came out, it barely understood it. Mm -hmm. now you look at Alexa is getting so much better you can literally have a conversation with it right now imagine in a year or two where things will be not only it can understand you it starts to think like you Mm -hmm. It starts to diagnose you so it knows your pattern and say Jim you didn't wake up early enough today are you tired in your voice it can say Jim you're not going through uh, the same routine are you depressed is the anxiety are you not feeling well Mirror is looking in the things and analyzing everything in your body wow. and everything is going to be run through artificial intelligence and only give you the information when it finds something. So exponential thinking is when you start to see things in, from a different mindset. And it's not about thinking outside the box it's thinking in a completely different box, right? Wow. So when people say, Hey, how can you go to the moon or you can live on the moon? Don't you know there is a tremendous amount of radiation on the moon? And you say, yeah, but imagine when we finding the radioactive nuclear waste growing bacteria. That means organisms are actually growing in the radioactive nuclear waste. That means nature has figured out how to protect its DNA from the radiation and better yet, figured out how to use the radiation as a source of energy. Now imagine if we can take the genes from that bacteria modify our human genes using the CRISPR technology, which allows you to modify any gene, insert or delete things. And now suddenly human genes are becoming completely resistant to radiation. Mm -hmm. So now we can live anywhere, but more importantly, now we don't need the food anymore because we can use the radiation as a source of energy. So food simply is something we want as a social behavior, but not something we have to eat to live anymore, right? This is just an example. Other exponential thinking would be to start thinking about not what the problem is, but what is the root cause of that problem. So when you say, look, the lack of fresh water is a big problem, mm-hmm. until you realize, what is it that causes lack of fresh water? And you say, well, maybe what we need to do is to create more fresh water. Or you say, you know, majority of the fresh water is used in the agriculture. So what if we can change the way agriculture is done using aeroponic, aquaponic, or we can even figure out a way to use lightly salted water and then we have plenty of fresh water. Mm-hmm. But that's only one step. Then you realize that what if we know that majority of the agriculture is used to feed the cattle. Now, if all we have to do now is figure out a way to have meat without having to raise the cattle. Now, suddenly what if you can take a stem cell from a cow do exactly what nature does and only create muscle tissues because the same cell can become a muscle tissue it can become kidney it can become heart it can become teeth hair if you don't need to eat that we only create muscle tissues not only you have abundance of food from a single stem cell now you have abundance of agriculture because you're not using agriculture to feed the cattle, and you have abundance of fresh water because you're not wasting it on agriculture the mindset of scarcity is what allows us not to do things. The mindset of abundance says, what if everything is in so much abundance that it loses value, right? So for example, we say humans are greedy because they always want more of everything. It doesn't matter how much we have. They're going to fight over things. So what do we fight over? We fight over energy. We fight over water. We fight over land because somehow we believe they are scarce, but we humans don't fight over air. 60,000 of us can sit in a stadium and not fight over air because we believe inherently it's in abundance. And we're not looking
0: at our neighbor at a stadium saying, oh, you're taking up too much air. Oh, you're
1: breathing too much.
0: Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) Why? Because inherently we believe it's in abundance. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if we can make energy so abundant that people believe it's for free. Everybody has it, right? Mm -hmm. And how we can do that? Every 90 minutes, more solar energy falls on planet Earth than we use in the whole year. Simply the matter of conversion.
0: That the whole planet uses
1: in the whole year? The whole planet uses in the whole year. All we have to do is solve the same problem that made aluminum so abundant. Mm -hmm. Aluminum used to be the most precious metal period.
0: Really? Aluminum?
1: Aluminum used to be the most precious metal, as much so that our tip of the Washington Monument is made out of aluminum, because we want to (laughs) let Britishers know we have a right.
0: And then all of a sudden technology made it completely abundant, and now aluminum foil, everything is just, people throw it away everywhere.
1: What would be the electrolysis of the solar energy that will make it so cheap and so abundant that people just throw it away. Now, if you have abundant energy, guess what happened? Even the dirtiest water, you can distill it. Mm -hmm. So you have abundance of fresh water. You can adjust the microbiome of the soil and next thing you know, you have abundance of food. Now imagine if you can apply the same set of technology to solve the problem of education, Mm -hmm. solve the problem of healthcare education was designed to teach us skills yeah skills are becoming obsolete every four or five years mm. because exponential technology is making skills obsolete
0: exactly because, especially because of forces uh, automation really the superpowers nowadays are things like imagination yeah. creativity problem solving advanced critical thinking no, a strategy
1: no longer the facts you don't have to remember when the abraham right. lincoln was born learning to solve the problem, learning to apply the knowledge, Mm. that needs to be our new education system. Like
0: learning how to learn. Learning
1: to learn is our new education system. And that's why, Jim, everyone who's not listening to podcasts is missing out on something, because this is the new education system.
0: Because now classrooms don't have four walls, sit by yourself, don't talk to your neighbor, don't collaborate with each other. Exactly.
1: No longer we need to worry about Uh, Is A square plus B square minus C equal? There is a calculator for that. There is a computer for that. What they need to be teaching is take a gym quick brain course. I mean, really what it is, learning to learn, Mm -hmm. learning to be constantly updated with information.
0: What's interesting when people do the background on all the companies that you created, you really come into an industry. You're not from that industry. And there's a book called The Structure of Scientific Revolution, Uh, by Thomas Kuhn that says that basically all innovation usually comes from somebody on the outside because it takes somebody from the outside to look in you know because they don't have the same learned helplessness and same limitations Mm -hmm. that we learn in that you ask questions people don't ask like how do you build commercial like space flight to the moon for example Mm -hmm. or so like you ask a question nobody's ever asked before, you'll get an answer nobody's ever gotten before. That's
1: exactly what. Right. So asking questions and understanding why it can't be done. Mm-hmm. An expert's job to tell you that will never work <laughs> until you keep pushing them and they say, oh, it just might work too. That's a brilliant idea, right? right? But that takes that some person who's challenging that foundation. And that's why, Jim, I've never started two companies in the same industry. Wow! So you go from industry to industry and you can absolutely disrupt an industry. So if you notice that, you know, healthcare is one of the few industries that I know, the more money we spend, the sicker we are getting. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that picture, right? So idea was how do you solve the healthcare problem? How do you solve the problem of education? Mm -hmm. And exponential thinking allows you to take these global grand challenges and start to find a solution to them So, and by the way if you want to create a billion dollar company all you have to do is solve a ten billion dollar problem and these are multi hundred billion dollar problems right Mm -hmm. so doing good and doing well are not mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. and this is the first time I believe in the human history where individuals are capable of solving these problems and now is space exploration is exclusively the domain of entrepreneurs. Elon and Richard and Jeff is all going to go to the space. Same way, the healthcare is not going to be solved by Obama care or Trump care or Putin care. Is going to be solved by some entrepreneurs saying this is the wrong way of solving a problem, trying to find a solution when people are already sick. Mm-hmm. What if you can stop them from getting sick?
0: So we're talking about entrepreneurs, we're talking about small teams yeah. that are our big thinkers and big executors on that also as well. And I think everybody who's listening to this, they have a moonshot. Also, they have this moonshot in their life and it, maybe it's not solving one of the grand challenges on the planet, but maybe it's something that's near and dear to their heart. And so where should they start? What's a couple of steps you would recommend for somebody to be a bigger thinker, a more exponential thinker?
1: So one of the things is that I like to go to uh, YouTube and look at a lot of the Singularity University talks. Mm. And I, now think- I know
0: you're on the board and a trustee of a Singularity University. Some people might not know what that is. That's a, the one place where people could go and study the exponential technologies.
1: 3D printing, nanotechnologies, neuroscience, you're talking about artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence, genetics. But the idea is to really understand the basic foundation of what these different technologies are, Mm -hmm. where they are, and where they are going. And that allows you to look at the trajectory so you can be where the puck is going to be, not where the puck is. Exactly,
0: because some people could invest it into Audio cassettes or DVDs, or you mer- I remember going to Blockbuster, yeah. right? And where's Blockbuster right now? Right? Where's Kodak? Yeah. People using film yeah. and everything, you yeah. know, they're, they're a product of antiquated thinking.
1: And that's what happened. And sometimes, even though you may be thinking right, but you're exponential, you don't think exponentially, mm-hmm. you're thinking linearly. Yeah. Most people don't know the Kodak invented the digital camera, mm-hmm. but their first digital camera had 0.1 megapixel and the board says, that thing is useless. We look at this beautiful picture, and they say, well, maybe it will get 0. 0.1 to 0. 0.5 someday. Right. We don't need a 0.5 megapixel. What they didn't realize was 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.4, and next thing when you have 20 megapixel camera, and Kodak is gone.
0: That's exponential times. This is an exponential economy for sure. So recommending people go on to online, watch uh, videos of exponential thinkers, Singularity University. And I would say
1: uh, Dr. Peter Diamandis. I mean, I Mm -hmm. highly recommend, if you haven't watched any one of his videos, you Mm -hmm. should absolutely watch. You know, Peter Diamandis is really a good, Neil uh, Neil Jacobstein talking Mm -hmm. about artificial intelligence, Daniel Kraft talking about healthcare, some of the TED Talks. I mean, I spend every day, at least three hours in the morning. I mm-hmm. get up at 4 a.m. and I spend the first three hours just learning. Yes. I read research papers. I look at all the different talks because the more you learn, the more you are able to connect the dots. Yeah. So every time you read something, it's like collecting a dot. Mm-hmm. The more dots you have, the more better ways you can put the puzzle together.
0: That's true, because people can only make good decisions. Everyone's life is a reflection of their decisions, but you can only make good decisions based on the information you have in your head. So watching videos, listen to podcasts, reading lots of books, especially because it gives you more perspective. What's one way that you have applied exponential thinking of recent the past few years like in terms of your projects and passions? Yeah.
1: So, you know, one of the last the recent most recent project is my healthcare project called Wyom. The Wyom the moonshot here is creating a world where illness can be truly a matter of choice. Mm-hmm. Illness can wow. be optional. Imagine that.
0: That's a big question. That's an exponential thinking question because all thinking is the process of asking questions. Yeah, what if illness was optional?
1: suddenly I started to read this stuff and it turns out that all of the chronic diseases are based on chronic inflammation which is caused by the imbalance of the microbiome mm-hmm. so imagine when we see chronic diseases I mean Parkinson's Alzheimer obesity diabetes autoimmune diseases and cancer mm-hmm. it's that powerful our gut has trillions not billion trillions trillions of these organisms that produce hundred times more genes than our human body does so from a gene expression which is what makes us who we are we are less than 1% human we have more foreign cells in our body than human cells and there is no such thing as one food that's healthy or unhealthy it is healthy for you or unhealthy for you Mm -hmm. even the diet that's fit for you today won't be good for you three to four months from now because as you change your diet your guts changes, Mm -hmm. and when it changes, the things that used to be good for you, become bad for you, too much of good thing becomes bad. So
0: you have a a test for this then. So if everybody, the idea is they they don't have to figure out this by themselves.
1: Simple touch of your stool, you can learn more from it than going to any type of, uh, any other test you can do. It can tell you what food you should be eating, what you should be minimizing, If there are any lack of supplements you need we recommend that we are simply on your side to tell you what's good for you and we simply make sure that if you follow these foods that are good for you and constantly adjust them idea is that your inflammation will come down the symptoms could be acne symptoms could be asthma could be eczema and number of autoimmune diseases they're all symptoms of the same thing which is inflammation
0: Okay, we're going we're going to put a link in the show notes so people can find out more about this assessment. Kids could be eating the wrong foods and then they wonder why yeah. they have all these allergies or
1: or colicness. Oh,
0: of course. Yeah. And so really Knowledge is not power. It's only potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. When we're talking about learning, it's just knowing yourself. When we're starting with your microbiome, your gut is is a good starting point. And this is really what it means to be an exponential thinker. So people could go to Viome.com forward slash quick for more information. K-W-I-K. And how do you spell So it's V-I-O-M-E dot com forward slash K-W-I-K we should do an actual episode in the future just on the power of the gut. Because they say that, you know, we're talking about quick brains, but they say like very important brain is your gut, right? Some people call it the second you might even say it's the first brain yes. because of the highest concentration of
1: neurotransmitters. Um,
0: neurotransmitters. This is true. And so especially with all, if, if we're only, what percentage of our body is actually us?
1: Uh, less
0: than 1%. Less than 1%. <laughs> so I'm actually looking at, when you're looking at somebody, you're having relationships with somebody, it's actually trillions of micro...
1: Yes, trillions of microbes having relationship with each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. This just blew my mind. Uh, Naveen, Jane, thank you so much for joining us on Quick Brain.